0: Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. We've been so excited for Fall Fest, and uh, this is one of our largest events of the year, so I'm just so happy that there's already food trucks outside and The kids are having an absolute blast. There's laser tag and bouncy castles, face painting, balloon animals, all of it. it. And they're having just a blast over on the other side. But uh, before we start, I want to just shout out to our online church audience that watches every week. Um, First of all, Joshua House. Welcome, guys. I can't wait to see you on Wednesday. On Wednesday, we'll be coming out again, and we will be uh, hanging out with you guys. So welcome to you guys. Everybody watching at Ruth and Naomi's. Welcome. Give them a warm round of applause. Those guys are phenomenal. And then also the Westminster ladies that tune in. Welcome. Give them a round of applause. And then I want to um, give a huge shout out to our pastors. Pastors yeah. Matt and Charmaine. Yeah. As they're watching live from Cuba right now. Welcome. <laughs> give them a warm welcome as well. And so this wasn't planned at all. So we'll just have to kind of keep up. But I thought... It would be special if we as a church sang happy birthday to Pastor Charmaine. So we're going to bring the house lights up a little bit. Cameras are going to swing around and they're going to capture you guys singing happy birthday to them. So let's just sing it all together now. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Pastor Charmaine. Happy birthday to you. Come on, give it up. All right, well, you guys may be seated. I'm going to call you up in a little bit.
1: Yeah, sounds
0: great. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're in part five of this series called Can I Count on You? Is this my cup or your cup? I really like the sparkly one. Yeah, so we're in part five of this series. This is the last week of our series, Can I Count on You? And so in this series, uh, so far we've discussed friends, we've discussed family, uh, community, and the church. And you saw that in that little recap video that was playing there when our projector decided to come back on just right in time. So, um, but this week I wanna talk about can the Great Commission count on you? And if it's your first time here and you're like, what is this Great Commission thing? I'm gonna explain that in just a second, but I just wanted to start with this. So many of us create a plan B or a fallback plan, right? And we spend all this time living out this alternate plan without ever living out plan A. I know I did. For years, I invested more time, more education, and more resources into plan B than I did plan A. I knew what plan A was, but I was way too comfortable in my discomfort To actually follow through with that but I had to learn to become less reliant on myself and more reliant on God because I had created a safety net for myself and that net for me was net income right how many of us have been there so for us the next step in obeying and living in obedience to what God was calling us to we had to let go of that safety net we had to be willing to move beyond what we were comfortable with and so that we could really live out plan a which is the plan that god had for us all along now i'm not saying that that was a bad season of our lives god blessed us he prepared us we were able to even in my work as a heavy duty mechanic in the shop i was able to uh, talk about god and jesus invite people to church spread the gospel i knew in that season i was where i was supposed to be but it wasn't what god had for us down the road I knew what plan A was music had always been a part of of my life even growing up and I knew I wanted something that would tie both music and ministry together and then here we are today but that didn't come with a lot of sacrifice along the way to be able to get here so I had to give up what I was comfortable with so that God could lead me into something new and lead our family into something new and so all that to say in God's kingdom there is no plan B He only has plan A and that is the church, the Bride of Christ, because he's coming back for his church, the Bride. And uh, how do we grow the church? How do we grow um, the community of the church? It's through the Great Commission that I mentioned earlier. And the Great Commission, if you've never heard it before, is this, and it's found in Matthew 28 verses 19 and 20. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Riley, I got to say that suit is amazing. And the hat, the whole look, it's working for you. So today we're going to be reading out of Luke chapter 10, where Jesus sends out the 72 to go out and And reach people with the gospel and prepare the way for him so he's sending them out in all these different communities where he's about to go and um, so they're sent out to reach people with the gospel and prepare the way for him but in the chapter prior so in in chapter 9 Jesus has has just explained to three different men what the cost would be if they truly want to follow him he makes it clear at the end of Luke chapter 9 that in order to be commissioned in his kingdom You need to be all in and you can't keep looking back at the way things were before and this is where chapter 10 begins and jesus sends out the 72 two by two jesus understands even then the importance of accountability when living out a call as important as the great commission two by two he knows the importance of partnership people you can rely on and so here we are in verse two, where Jesus gives them the call to action. And starting in verse two, it says, and it should come up on the screen if it's working. If not, that's okay. You're gonna have to take out your, uh, your old school Bibles today. And if you have that little U version app, now would be the time to pull that out and follow along. And uh, the whole Bible's on there too, so might as well pull that out and follow along there. But he says this in verse two, he says, he told them the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few ask the lord of the harvest therefore to send out workers into his harvest field go i am sending you out like lambs among wolves so the first point that i have for you today is the wolf will try to keep you from the wheat he says the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few i'm sending you out like lambs among wolves The wheat represents the demographic that we're called to. The wolf represents the tactics of the enemy, the tactics that will distract you. The very next verse says this in verse four, and this is in the Passion Translation, and I thought it was super, super interesting because in some other translations, it just says, don't even stop to greet people along the way. And it's like, well, that seems a little bit like a little cold, right? If you're going to be going out and, and preaching the good news. And then James had this insight this morning, and he says, well, it sounds more like maybe don't get distracted along the way. Little did he know, I had already done a little bit of research into this, and in the Passion Translation, verse 4 says this, you won't need to take anything with you. Trust in God alone, and don't get distracted from my purpose by anyone you might meet along the way. Distractions. The wolf, he's sending us out like lambs among wolves. The wolf will distract your head first, He will discourage your hands and then he will deplete your heart. This is why it's so important to guard your heart. Don't give the enemy a foothold. Proverbs says, above all else, guard your heart and make sure, again, the two by two, make sure you have good partners that will hold you accountable to that. We know that the wolf's ploy is to separate you, surround you, to distract you, to take you out. And this is why I believe he sends them out two by two for accountability and for the fact that there is strength in numbers where two or more are gathered. We know that. The wolf can be any distraction really along the way that is keeping you from living out your full potential. And distractions come in many different shapes, sizes, forms. Could be a cell phone, could be a friendship, could be a relationship. It may come in the form of lust might come in the form of even just limited thinking, might come in the form of greed. And I stand here before you to say, I'm not exempt from any of those. Every one of us is human and we struggle with things, but don't let that distract you and take you out. You may have heard it said before that if the enemy can't destroy you, he will distract you. And distraction is the seed for discouragement and good, a good accountability partner will call that out in you and rein you back in before the distraction becomes detrimental. Been there. We've seen too many people fall over the years as a result of a lack of accountability. It starts with distraction, but eventually leads to discouragement, and it always ends in disengagement. Discouragement is one of the most effective tools the enemy has. I heard this story a while back, and it's obviously fictional, because I really hope this guy didn't actually go to the devil's yard sale. So I heard this story, the devil had a yard sale and this guy walks in and he's like, looking at pride, he's looking at lust, he's looking at, you know, all the tools the enemy has in his tool belt, right? And he's like, I don't really, I don't want any of these. What's that thing back in the shelf, in the corner on the shelf? And the devil says, well, you can't have that. And he's like, well, why not? And he's like, well, that's discouragement. He says, you can't have that because that's the tool I use to pry your heart open. And once I'm in, I can use any of the other tools on this table. It just really hit me hard in that moment as I was like listening to that because it's so true so many times where we might be doing great and then something happens and we get discouraged and all of a sudden we're doing things we we said we would never do in that moment of discouragement. So the devil knows he can get in with discouragement. Once you're discouraged, he has a lot more power to to go in and do other things. So the point is, don't let the enemy discourage you. Don't let him distract you. You know, it says trust in God alone and don't let anything discourage or distract you because distraction is the seed for discouragement. One thing we know for certain though, we we are not at war against flesh and blood, the people around us. That we have to be mindful of. We're not a flesh, uh, at war against each other here. We're at war against principalities and powers, which are the dark spiritual forces of this world. So that's something to always be mindful of. Even when you're feeling like like somebody hurt you or even in a relationship as a married couple, it's, it's easy to get, you know, distracted or discouraged and, and come at each other. But it's like, no, we're not at war against each other. It's the enemy trying to get in distract, and then discourage you, right? So just be mindful of that. We're not at war against each other. We're at war against principalities and powers and the evil forces of this world. So let's make sure then that we're encouraging one another because we never know what a brother or sister might be going through. And pray for opportunities every day to encourage someone. Proverbs twelve twenty five says, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up, right? It's that easy. We had the uh, privilege this week of going to Las Vegas and no, we didn't gamble all our money away and all that stuff. Uh, We actually went to a conference, a Leading and Loving It conference at Central Church. And uh, while we were there, we also got to see one of our um, favorite worship bands, Elevation Worship. And uh, it was just such a cool experience. But, you know, even being in Vegas, sometimes you have your plans and the last two days you're like, well, we're just going to take it easy we're gonna just lay back and, and enjoy our last two days and then come home. Well, God always has different plans, especially when you're open to it. So here I am on, uh, this was Friday morning. I'm driving to McDonald's of all places because that's my favorite coffee, if you don't know that. I went out of the way, out of the resort to go to McDonald's and get my coffee. And uh, as I'm pulling into the lot, I see this lady in a wheelchair and she's probably in her 60s. and. And you can tell she's struggling, and, and she's homeless, and, and then I just, but you see so much of it everywhere, right? And so it, I kind of just, like, brushed it off, and I went and got our coffees, and then I felt like the Lord was saying, get her breakfast, like, like, do something. So I turned back around, and I asked her, hey, what do you want? And she, she was just like, what? I have options here? Like, I did and so anyway, she put in her whole order. I went back around and uh, and dropped it off for her and just the look on her face she went from being down and and she was like just that one encouraging word you know that one act of kindness and she was a totally different person it goes to show that sometimes you have one plan but god always has something else and be mindful of that when you feel that prompting do for one what you wish you could do for all because sometimes our excuse is well i can't do it for everybody so i'm not gonna do it for anybody no do it for the one that you wish you could do for everybody, right? There's more on that story, and I'll share that later, but uh, verse five says, when you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them, and if not, it will return to you. Point number two, peace can be promoted or it can be protested. The truth is, some people will receive you and some people won't. But don't let man's action deter you from God's agenda. Don't let what people say or what they do deter you from what God has sent you out to do. When Jesus originally sent out the 12 disciples, he said this, listen carefully, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves so be as wise as serpents and innocent as doves. And then in the amplified version there's a the little brackets and it says have no self-serving agenda. Matthew 10:16. So don't let the enemy steal from you what God has entrusted to you. Again, guard your heart. And Pastor Charmaine always says this, you can love everyone, but you don't have to let everyone in. Right? Guard your heart. We don't have time to stand around hoping that people will come around. Sometimes we plant a seed and it's no for now and not forever. But at some point we have to move on. Some people will receive you, some people won't. But at least you planted the seed. We've heard testimonies of that. Years later, people come in and they're like, three years ago, you gave me an invite card to church. I'm in a season right now where I'm really struggling. So I came to church. Because usually people don't come to church when things are going great. They come when, when, when they need prayer, when, when they're struggling, when they're, when they're low, right? That's why we're here to build them up and encourage them, right? So plant the seed regardless. In the meantime, we do have a mission to fulfill and that is the Great Commission. So when the peace we promote is protested, we shake the dust off and we continue living out what God has called us to do. We can't get distracted, right? There is still a world of hurting, broken people out there that are waiting to receive the good news of the gospel. We were at a conference again in Vegas this week and one of the speakers there said this, the gospel isn't just good news for our souls, it's good news for the world. The Great Commission is more than just a salvation message. It's who we are. It's what we do, right? Verse nine says, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. The kingdom of God has come near. Not will come near, has come near. Present tense. That means when we pray your kingdom come, your will be done, we're declaring in the present tense God's kingdom to be revealed here on earth. And in his kingdom there's no sickness or disease there's only life and healing in his kingdom there's no limitation only liberty in his kingdom pretense is absent and only truth is present this is why it's so important that we are aware of what the kingdom of god represents and that we are actively engaged in the great commission on a daily basis and this doesn't mean that you have to be a pastor or on staff at a church this means you can live this out wherever you are. Whether you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, an employee, stay at home mom, you can play your part in the Great Commission. Doesn't matter. I can say I, I honestly did the same amount of spreading the good news when I was working in a shop as I do, you know, working in a church. Doesn't matter where you are, you have your part to play. As believers, we have a part to play in the Great Commission. And the great commission is the great co-mission. We do it together, right? And that's why I've asked my lovely wife, doesn't she look beautiful, to come up and join me in this great commission. And she's gonna share with you the next verses and the next point that we have.
1: Thank you so much. I love that, it was really good. Um, Yeah, so the next verse is that I wanna share with you. It's verses 17 through 19. So it reads, the 72 returned with joy, and they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. I love that, nothing, nothing will harm you. Just gonna take a seat here with my husband for a bit. So point number three that we wanted to share with you guys um, is that we have been authorized with both authority and with power. Those are some pretty, they're pretty strong words, but it's what the word says, that we have been authorized with both authority and power. So, in the amplified classic version, the last verse we read it says that the seventy-two were given that exactly that authority and power. Matthew ten verse one reads: Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and he gave them authority and power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. That's a that's a lot of authority that Jesus has entrusted us with. So, reading these verses, I. I can't help but be reminded of this kind of spooky, funny season that we're in right now. That's, that's what we're in. That's, you know, Fall Fest is kind of our way of doing things a little bit different than maybe the rest of the world. But it's weird how our society, it actually celebrates fear and darkness in a lot of ways. And that's, but that's not what we do here because we believe that we are the light and the light shines brighter in the darkness But I think these verses, what they do is they remind us that the enemy is still present. He is, he still has an effect on the world around us. We see that every day. But we have been given the authority and the power to overcome all the power of the enemy. That's what it says in the word. It says that nothing will harm you. I love that, nothing. So good. But I do think that some of us in this room I think we've been living in fear. I do. I really think that we've been afraid. We've been afraid of what people will think if we step out in faith, and if we reach out to somebody. I think we're afraid that people will they'll protest that peace, kind of like you were talking about, that they'll protest the good news of Jesus, that they're not going to want to hear it. And that is a very real thing. There's a lot of people out there that they will. They will reject it. But I don't want to let that fear of rejection hold anybody back from reaching somebody with the good news of Jesus. Because there are people who will reject it, but there are people who will accept it. And they will make it a part of their life. And I don't want you guys to hold back when it comes to reaching out to people. So one of the ways that we can combat that fear is by taking the authority and the power that we have been given by Jesus Christ and in the name of Jesus, telling those fears, telling those wolves of distraction to go. We need to put them in their place and we need to tell them where to go. So the definition of authority is this, it's the power or the right to give orders, to make decisions and to enforce obedience. We have the authority to enforce obedience over those fears, over those things in your life that are holding you back. You can tell them where to go, We've been given this the same authority in Jesus to step out and fulfill the Great Commission.
0: so right before Jesus gives his disciples the Great Commission, he says, um, and I love uh, Rick shared with the men this morning. And he said, anytime there's a therefore in the Bible, ask yourself, what's it there for? (laughs) I love it. But the Great Commission starts with therefore, go and make disciples. That means there's something right before that that is very relevant and important to the Great Commission. And that is verse 18. And it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, now go. When he says therefore, he gives them the Great Commission right after that. But when we have Jesus in our life, we walk in that same authority. We walk in that same authority. Yeah. You know, he says we will do greater things than he did.
1: Mm Mm-hmm
0: we have to own it
1: that's right believe it own it claim it for yourself amen right yeah it's powerful
0: (laughs) after i had brought this lady her breakfast i just felt god saying chat with her a little bit so i got out of the car it was on a busy street corner i wasn't even supposed to be parked where i was but i'm like forget it i'm gonna get out and i started talking with her and she shared a little bit of her story about how she was married at one point and, and, and they were trying to have kids and, and things didn't work out. Um, he got sick. And long story short, she was alone now in a wheelchair on the streets. And she said, I used to live a normal life. I asked her, do you know Jesus? Because I noticed she had a Bible and she said, yeah, I, I know Jesus. And you could tell that, you know, she had that joy had that joy. And I said, is it okay if I pray for you? And I prayed for her right there. And as we finished, she looked up and tears were just welling up. And she says, thank you so much. I think about Ruth and Naomi's and Joshua's, like we do this every week. So the more you do it, the more you just are sensitive to that. But she said, thank you so much. And as I was getting ready to leave, she said, I'm gonna see you in heaven one day. I'm like, what? Like there's so many people even around that area that, that would drive by her every single day and never know who she is, what her name is. Her name is Leela. She has a history, she has a past, she has a story. Somewhere along the road, she met Jesus. She says, I don't need anything but Jesus now. She says, I lived a blessed life. This is coming from a woman in a wheelchair on the street. She says, I am so blessed. She says, I go around and I tell people about Jesus. She says, "I te- I, I I share with them about what Jesus has done and and let them know you need to know Jesus before it's too late. And she does it with joy in her heart. And I'm like, okay, who really has more? This guy or or, or her, you know, like she has Jesus and that's all she needs. And then when she said, I'm gonna see you in heaven, I'm like, it doesn't matter. You know, the least will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And I told her my mansion's gonna be right beside your mansion. (laughs) But I'm like, if a if a woman in a wheelchair can can wheel around and share the good news of the gospel, mm. we can too. Yeah. You know? And so it hit good. me. I thought I was ministering to her. <sighs> she was ministering <laughs> to me. And as yeah. I drove back, I was like, I was like, what just happened, Lord? Mm. And I pull in, and it's Vegas. Like, I mean, most of the billboards you see aren't necessarily something you would promote. <laughs> and as I pull into our, our uh, the parking garage at the hotel I pulled up, and I just took a moment, and I'm like, okay. You know how you have those moments, and you just feel that heaviness? I opened my eyes, and I kid you not, the license plate on the car in front of me that I had parked by just said, God loves you, John (laughs) 3.16. What's John 3.16? For God so loved the world.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: He doesn't want anyone to perish. Yeah. God puts these things in our in our life, in our stories, so that we can be reminded of the goodness of God, mm, like we sang yeah. about. So good. He plans these things out in detail.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and lets
0: you know that, hey, I've got a plan and a purpose for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it was just one of those like, God, you're so good. <laughs> the takeaway we have for you guys is the harvest is plentiful, these hands are powerful. Mm. The harvest is plentiful, these hands are powerful. Walk in that authority. Mm-hmm. Walk in that. Yeah. God has given you the authority. You know, we read about that. Yeah. We can trample on snakes. We can do all these things. He's given us that full authority. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So oh, think no, about right. that.
0: The harvest is plentiful. These hands are powerful.
1: That's so. Why good. don't you guys
0: stand at your feet? We're gonna read a scripture over you and and give you an opportunity to start a relationship with Jesus as part of the Great Commission. But mm-hmm.
1: so first Corinthians verse 20 reads for the kingdom of god is not based on talk but on power i love that so much it's such a powerful statement that it's not it's not based on talk it's based on power and you have that power living in you if you have a relationship with jesus but if you don't yet we're going to give you that opportunity right now
0: Yeah, so Romans 10, 9 says that if you believe with your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and confess it with your mouth, you will be saved. And so we do that every single week here at College Street. As we, and even Ruth and Naomi's and Joshua House, when we go visit these guys, we always give people an opportunity to meet Jesus. And uh, the step one is confessing that with your mouth and believing in your heart, you know, that God raised him from the dead. So why don't you just bow your heads, close your eyes out of respect for everyone around you, and let's just pray that all together right now. Dear Jesus. Dear
1: Jesus. I admit that I've messed up. I admit that I've messed up. I admit that I've sinned. I admit that I've sinned.
0: But I believe that you died on the cross.
1: But I believe that you died on the cross. For
0: all my sins.
1: For all my sins.
0: And that you rose again on the 3rd day.
1: And that you rose again on the 3rd day.
0: I believe that you are alive.
1: I believe that you are alive and
0: active today. And
1: active today.
0: I welcome you into my life now.
1: I welcome you into my life now. And
0: today is a new day.
1: And today is a new day with you. With you. In
0: Jesus name.
1: In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Just keep
0: your eyes closed, your heads bowed, just out of respect for your neighbor. I'm not going to call you out or anything like that. But if that was you today and you prayed that for the first time, why why wouldn't just just shoot your hand up right now? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, we want to give you a Bible, we want to celebrate with you, because the the Word of God says that even if one comes back to Him, there's a party going on in heaven, and so right now there's angels cheering in heaven, so why don't you guys make some noise, welcome to the family of God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry.